Welcome to The Pulse on Akaville Radio, hosted by Rachel Schoenbaum. Welcome back to another episode of The Pulse. I am your host, Rachel, and I am so excited because this week we have on from Keyside Warning and Six Minute Warning, Stephanie, Troy, Andrew, and Brett, and we're going to be talking about a collaboration that they did. But first off, I just want to say hello. Welcome. Hi. Welcome. Hi. So I would love to start off with how you guys met and how did this collaboration come to be? Stephanie contacted me. Actually, I think about, I think the real group, real group was uh, planning on making some North American tours. And Stephanie's the North American tour manager for the real group, which, wow, amazing. <laughs> real group is like easily my favorite acapella group. And while we were talking about what we could organize, you know, especially with everything happening with COVID, we talked about how we both had acapella groups and we're really excited for all the possibilities that with these collaborative videos that are happening nowadays. It's a bit of a trend, but it's a great trend, I think, you know? Oh, yeah. And so at some point you had to decide what you were going to collaborate on. And so how did, so just as a spoiler alert, you guys collaborated on Hallelujah, uh, uh, Leonard Cohen standard, I guess, sort of at that point. But I wonder if you could talk a little bit about why that particular tune? Well, for me, aside from the value that it has just with its message and it being a popular tune just in general, it's definitely one of Six Minute Warning's favorites to sing. And it originally arose from a collaboration. We perform at schools and do workshops and one of the things we do is arrange our songs to work with the choirs that we that we workshop with. And Hallelujah was one of those songs. So not only is it one of our favorite ones to do, but it already had that kind of spirit of collaboration in it. And yeah, from my side, that was a good reason to start with it. Yeah. To explain a little bit further, we decided that it would be easier to adapt a song that one of the groups already did. And so we brainstormed a few songs that might work with that. And then for the reasons that, that Brett just described, we decided Hallelujah would be a good one to, to start with. So we did have a short list of some other ones and potentially we'll get into those in the future, but Hallelujah seemed like a really good one to start with. Yeah. And the arranger, Brian, though he can't be here, he also noted that he wanted to good thought was to also kick it off with a Canadian with a Canadian writer as well. So yeah, well, and which I neglected to mention, but both groups are based in Canada. So you guys not physically necessarily near each other in one group is in or sort of in British Columbia and the others Alberta. And so those aren't necessarily very close proximity wise for those who are not very good with geography. It's like we're um, in different states. We're in different yeah. provinces. Mm-hmm. A pleasant 12 hour drive through the mountains. Yes. Well, and a, a completely different time zone too. So how did you guys become aware of each other? Like, I mean, so Stephanie reached out, but Stephanie, how did you learn about Six Minute Warning? I heard some of your tunes on acapella playlists because big surprise as a, a, you know, being involved in acapella, we like to kind of see what other folks are doing. And there are other Canadian acapella groups that exist, but I do believe that, you know, for the pop and the specific genre of acapella that we do, there's like a handful of, of top ones and Six Minute Warning fit the bill. Further to that, last January, Keyside brought in Tony Huerta, who happens to be the North American sound engineer and does a lot i believe we're going to do voice jam and all that and we flew tony in to teach us how to record and one of the examples that he used for great recording was the face which is six minute warnings originals so that was kind of percolating in the back so uh, that's how we heard about them six minute warning actually didn't write the face it was who was it mark masri i think wrote it for ryan dan is that correct andrew yeah It's, it's not a ton of people have heard of it so it essentially functions as a an original 
<laughs> it was still a great recording. It really is a great recording. And now Mixed I feel by... quite foolish because I totally forgot because it is a great song. So Actually. if you have a moment, you should definitely take a listen to it because it, it's a fantastic arrangement. We feel like that sustained the the last, you know, I See Your Face is like the next TikTok snowman challenge. It's crazy. A high A for uh, a very slow eight bars. Wow. That one was actually mixed by Tony Huerta too. Yes. Nice. So one of the things that I know about this tune, at least about Hallelujah, and its arrangement is that it's arranged for 11 parts. And that's because neither of you have 11 group members. And so you arranged for every single member. I wonder, was that challenging? Was it difficult to figure out a way to adjust the sort of the six minute warning version to include new voice parts? I think one of the things you find in, in acapella arranging is you're, you're usually trending towards minimalism just because of the mm-hmm. small number of voices don't usually match the number of instruments that you have in an arrangement. Like if you've got the piano, guitar, uh, and, and other instruments with five or six people, which is about the number of people you usually have. You may get three for a chord, one for beatboxing, one for bass, and, you know, maybe one for a solo then. And so adding pads in actually was was the initial solution here, is that Keyside added some really good pads to sort of expand the, the sound of it. And of course, being able to switch off solos and sort of share that the pass the torch style of arrangement was really nice too. Cool. When you ultimately went to record this project, what was that like for you? Organizing 11 Voices during a pandemic was fun. Sounds like a logistical challenge, to put it mildly. Yeah, we we sort of each had our own kind of way that we typically manage recordings. Six Minute Warning had done a bit of a recording sort of like this on our own. A few of us have recording setups at home, but we've also had kind of gotten into the habit of going over actually to, to Brett's house and using the same setup every time for everybody so everything's consistent. So we ended up just sort of using Six Minute Warnings track as sort of a guide track, a backing track, and everybody just coming and laying down their tracks individually. And then we had a a friend of ours, Keith Rempel, take on the task of sort of taking all those recordings stitching them together and and kind of doing the mixing side of things. When you finally heard it put together, what did y'all think? Beautiful. There's this transition in this song where everybody sings a chord. I think it's hallelujah and then stops. It's just silence for half a second. And Mm. the first time I heard it, I got shivers. So really, Mm. really loved it. That's awesome. Was there practicing that you all were, I guess that's maybe a question. How, How did you all practice in order to get ready to do the recording even? So Six Minute Warning had already done a recording of the piece. So there was a version of just the five of them singing it. So we basically all used that as a backtrack to sort of get the feel and the emotion of it. But we have never actually sung it all together. It was all done individually. We tried, at least for for Keyside Voices, we tried doing a bit of rehearsal. We were still in a sort of down light version at yeah. the time. So we were still able to kind of get together, but be physically distanced because of the, the the fantastic space that we had at 100 Braid Street Studios. But we didn't really get too much of a chance to do it together. So the first time I heard it was after it had all been put together and mixed and, and all of that. So it was really, really an overwhelming experience. It, it was quite amazing. It's interesting for us because six minute warning, we're all male. So having the added element of having the female voices in the recording was something that obviously we hadn't had before. So that adds a whole nother dimension to it from the standard six minute warning version. Yeah. 
Well, I think there's no better time than the present to take a listen. So we're going to hear the collaboration between Keyside Voices and Six Minute Warning and their rendition of Hallelujah. Here it is. Hold up, hold up there past me. We don't have a license to play music on this podcast. So if you want to hear this interview uninterrupted, including all the fantastic music that's involved, go to akaville.org and become a member. Thanks. And now we return you to our regularly scheduled interview. So beautiful. So, I, I mean, I, I love this song and I really enjoyed how you guys chose to implement it, how, how you made it your own. I thought it was really awesome. Thank you very yeah. much. I know that you all have not worked together before this. And I wonder, you know, is this something that you may choose to do again in the future? Is it more collaboration, something that we might see from these two groups? Yep. As Andrew said, when we first were brainstorming all the different things we wanted to do, we shortlisted four songs and we figured we'd do, we would at least at minimum try to do one arrangement from each band. So we do have another track that we're working on. So this was a, the first one was a six minute warning arrangement. And then the next one, which is, we're about halfway through the, the process, I think, is a key side arrangement. So we'll see, we'll see when we can get everything together. The thing about us being in different provinces is that we're under different regulations for lockdown and and whatnot it's something to keep us hopeful and we know that that it will be released but we have a we have a step two to the hallelujah project though that uh, that andrew is taking the lead on yeah well we're trying to do uh, a video to go along with it it's the first time that kind of either one of us have taken a stab at doing it in sort of a standard kind of like tiled style and once again it's sort of the problem of getting everybody to do something that's roughly the same quality the same aesthetic and then stitching all that together so i'm slowly picking away at that as we as we get people submitting their recordings so hopefully that will be something that will will be released in the near future too so that it's not just an audio recording but it has some video as well very cool are you looking for support are there ways that our listeners who are interested in supporting you help you do that? Probably. I mean, <laughs> not, none of us have ever done this before. It's brand new to all of us. I offered to take a stab because I had a little free time, but absolutely, I would be open to suggestions for even software to use processes, anything like that. I would definitely be open to suggestions. How could somebody get in touch with you if they're interested in providing that information? My email address is andrew at sixminutewarning.com. The number six minute warning.com. Perfect. So I wonder as you guys look forward, I mean, you're working on this additional collaboration, but are there other things that you guys have in the pipeline in your individual groups coming up in the next six months? I think a lot of things for us are are kind of on pause in light of what's happening with with COVID. We have plans for doing a work called the, the Women of Edmonton Project. And essentially, we're taking any singer-songwriter women from Edmonton and having, essentially, we'll arrange their piece for acapella and we'll sing it as the backing track and they'll sing lead. Um, we've already done one with uh, Maddie singing Wild Geese and it, it turned out really well. We're really happy with it. And so we're looking forward basically making a full album of that over the next next couple of years, basically. Beautiful. What about for you, Keyside? For us, um, we are continuing to work towards our, our recording album as well. We do have an original song that just got completed by actually Tony Huerta mixed that. So we're working on a release date for that. And then our next upcoming project with Chinese Lunar New Year around the corner, our uh, sound engineer has arranged a piece in Mandarin. So we're all going to take a stab at that. Does anyone in the group have any experience with Mandarin? I am Chinese, but I don't speak Mandarin. So. 
So only our sound engineer. Oh boy. So that's a, that's a big challenge possibly coming up to learn the correct pronunciation and intonation for that. We had a diction section, sectional yesterday. That was interesting. <laughs> I can imagine. We all have, we all have a fairly extensive choir background. So we're sort of used to singing in other languages. So we're going to record this and then send it to our sound engineer who does actually speak Mandarin. And then she will let us know if we are doing <laughs> it correctly or not. We're That's all awesome. prepared to do some edits. So fingers crossed that the world gets the pandemic under control hopefully by fall 2021. Is there a chance that these two groups might actually physically get together? I hope so. You can only hope. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We had talked about that not knowing, you know, because I think we connected sort of at the beginning of the pandemic when no one really knew how long this would be or the severity that it has turned into. But on the flip side, both Keyside and Six Minute Warning, I think we've both worked hard to build relationships within our own provinces and through our own networks of folks that we've met along the way, whether it be in choir or during university or things like that, that it would not be unachievable for us to be able to do sort of a roadshow tour because of those folks that we've met between here and Edmonton. Yeah. Are there lessons that you guys learned in this process that you're going to use going forward? Things that were beneficial even during this like ridiculously hard time trying to be creative? Like everybody else, we're all learning how to use these technological tools that a lot of us haven't taken full advantage of until the past kind of year or so. So, I mean, definitely for my part, learning some of this video editing stuff is a new skill for me. I think a lot of us are gaining experience with doing our own recording and that sort of thing. So, I mean, there's definitely a lot to take away from that point of view. Yeah. We also had an incredible opportunity to have our, our sound engineer work with Anders Edenroth of the Real Group. Even just sitting in on that session was, was amazing. And he's just so good at what he does like one of the best acapella groups ever and he's been leading it for i don't know it's it's 20 years and he's been doing the mixing oh there you go yeah for you he's been leading it and doing the mixing and so he's essentially you know along with tony huerta like one of the best acapella mixers in the entire world and so just to sit here and have him give tips to our sound engineer was incredible and there was this fantastic moment when he was asking about the reverb he's like okay yeah then the reverb might need to be a little shorter i think it's about it sounds like it's about 2.8 seconds and our engineer was like yeah it's 2.7 wow (laughs) just yeah Uh, and the whole thing was just incredible like there was so much to learn especially actually if i may about bass this really blew my mind is that with acapella bass you really want them to sound like they're standing in the same place as the rest of the group so you need a reverb that kind of puts them in that area but we kind of want to sound like instruments right you want to want that like that bassy kick presence and so essentially he said like you shift it into the two different buses and one with the reverb and one without the reverb and one you sort of like compress and give it that nice bassy kick that you hear in recordings and the other which is sort of the the more vocal equalization you give that the reverb so it sounds like the bass singer standing next to the the rest of the choir which is really cool wow that's really neat What about for you, Troy and Stephanie? Are there things that you guys have learned through this time that you're going to keep in your pocket for going forward? Well, for sure. As we've sort of mentioned before, it's sort of a a blessing and a curse and a blessing and a downfall, I guess. We had Tony come in last January. So before everything sort of started happening, which is where we learned a lot more about sound engineering and recording. So 
it's unfortunate that things sort of happened the way that they did, but it's also the perfect timing that that occurred because we now have all of this information. For me personally, I took a stab at editing. Keyside released a version of Here Comes Santa Claus. We released a version of, of Here Comes Santa Claus. And uh, I took a stab at editing the video together, trying to avoid the tiled video just to, to sort of, you know, there's there's a lot of those going around. So I wanted to try and avoid that. And it was took a long time, but it, it worked out. So it's available on our YouTube channel. So you can go check it out on Keyside Voices. I edited it. It took a long time. So love it. That's right. <laughs> and for myself, we talk about the things that we do when we're not doing our passion, which is singing. And a lot of what I do is a lot of administration and meeting management and conference calls and things. So to be able to actually go into this day and age with that sort of experience and then to start acquiring equipment at home because we were recording, I'm now set up to do like podcasts at home. So that's Ooh. a skill I never thought I would have to invest that I'd be investing in. But, you know, I started to think and like, yeah, I could. This is a skill and a thing that I can that I can now offer. You know whether. So, ooh, so what's your podcast going to be called? We don't know. No, <laughs> that is a good name for a podcast. <laughs> Not true. Um, we kicked off our first episode of Catching Up with Keyside yesterday, so we're gonna we're gonna do a test like a pilot a pilot run. So it'll be Tuesdays at eight thirty Pacific Standard Time. We did it on our YouTube channel, and Keyside is spelled Q U A Y S I D E. It means here or wharf, and there's a lot of different origins with that i 100 percent thought it was pronounced quayside when i first ended up texting back and forth with stephanie and when <laughs> so it was did like alexa the first, and so did siri <laughs> the first voice chat we sh- we had when she said oh keyside i was like oh okay you'll actually see that name a lot if you've ever come to visit um the west coast in vancouver we have different areas all of our ferry terminals have a key which is like a little marketplace and there's a big tourist attraction in north vancouver here called lonsdale key and new westminster used to have a key which is now called the river market so it's a popular tourist destination and obviously a conversation starter too so clearly well i'm the only reason i knew how to pronounce it was because i've been to australia and they have keys there too well i I just want to say with everything that you all have going on and the amounts of time that you have invested into doing all of the editing and the work that you do, I'm so grateful that you took some time out of your day to spend with us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having Thank us. You. That was Stephanie, Troy, Andrew, and Brett, members of Keyside Voices and Six Minute Warning, and we were chatting about their recent release of Hallelujah. Thanks for listening to this week's The Pulse, only on Acaville Radio. Remember, Acaville Radio is your home for the best in acapella news, music, and video. Only at acaville.org.